Burnett here, Taste Life Nutrition. This is Taste Life Nutrition Radio, streaming live on KUHSDenver.com, where we have an amazing amount of fun. We have um, good guests, and sometimes we have just me. And so today's just me. Uh, we're still working on a little bit of the techie stuff. Oh, that looks pretty good. Anyway, working on a little bit of the techie stuff where um, I was trying to be smart and have some visuals. And, you know, sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. So, <laughs> so anyway, we're going to go with it and we're going to just have some fun. Um, but, you know, today, today I've got some fun stuff that I want to talk about. But what are we? We are Taste Life Nutrition Radio. Uh, we are about truth. That is always the goal of this show is truth in healthcare, truth in wellness, bringing to you um, good, solid information that is both conventional as well as non-conventional, maybe uh, showing you some things that are not as uh, known as other things and talking about them and having some fun with them and bringing to you um, the best that we have. And so uh, it is, it's a pleasure, it's amazing, and this is, uh, this is my third, is that right? Yeah, the end of my third year. Amazing, actually. So much fun. So uh, thank you all for being here. Um, gratitude. We always start the show with gratitude because gratitude can change the world. Um, I am I'm grateful. Um, you know, I think today it's going to be super simple, and I'm just going to be grateful to have a voice uh, have this show and have a voice and uh, continue to grow where we are reaching so many people and I'm hoping you know opening some hearts and opening some minds and giving some good information um, the goal uh, my goal in my in my life and in my business is to be of service the best that I can and to bring um, bring my best which means I need to feel my best uh, and so I work really hard on myself. I work really hard uh, with and for my clients because the goal ultimately is to, is to empower people to live their biggest and their best life so that they can do the big things that they're intended to do. Um, you know, I've been in a situation myself uh, in my my. Uh, you know, not so distant history. Thankfully, it's it's history. Um, where you know, I dealt with pain uh, for a you know, for me, it was a significant amount of time. It was a good solid two years, and and the lack of understanding of the what's and the whys and the hows and where where it came from and what was happening and being frustrated and confused and you know, everybody had an answer, but nobody had the answer that was right for me. And I know what that's like. I know what it feels like. I know what it's like to be overwhelmed. I know what it's like to be scared and anxious. I am not a naturally uh, anxious person. But when you get to a point where you don't know if there's a potential that, um, that you're not going to be here anymore, right? It's a very bizarre thing, especially at a pretty young age. Um, and when you don't know what's, what's going on, that's where your mind goes. Your mind goes to uh, what if it's the worst thing, you know. And I had doctors tell me, you know, they didn't know what it was. And, and you know, scare me with, you know, <laughs> an example I had. Go with this one. 
Okay, thanks. <laughs> I'm gonna see. I'm gonna fix this. If we're gonna move, I'm gonna fix this a little bit if possible. All right. So anyway, um, you know, so I went to a doctor who said uh, because I was dealing with a it was a chronic headache and it was for it was two years, and I didn't really come to the show to really talk about my story, but why not, right? Um, anyway, it was a two-year headache, and you know, it was constant all day, every day, nonstop. And so I had uh, one of my doctors tell me that um, to be to check to to make sure that I I'm watching myself for symptoms of a stroke because he had an admin who had a headache and then died of a stroke. <laughs> I was like, all right. I mean, I know these things happen. But it's really scary, and it put, puts a lot of pressure, a lot of fear, a lot of anxiety, a lot of uh, frustration on um, on that situation. And so, I, I say all of this for one because I'm grateful that I'm out of that. I'm grateful that I'm able to tell the story. I'm grateful that I understand now what it was and what was going on, and grateful to to be in a situation now because I wasn't in nutrition at the time. Uh, certainly didn't know anything about functional nutrition. Uh, or functional medicine, did not see functional medicine doctors. Um, I don't, you know, I think it was still so new. This was back in 05, 04. And so, and I think that I want to say functional medicine and nutrition started kind of taking hold of the late 90s, I think. And um, so anyway, uh, you know, it's the, it's the, the story of me that brought me to where I am now and brought me to, in so many ways, brought me to um, this show and to helping people and working with people and, and being a partner in their health journey and being a guide and um, and being a lover of research and data. And I'm talking about true research, real research, real data. Uh, we have a lot of fake research and a lot of fake data out there um, to, 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 um, to push agendas along that maybe aren't the best agendas. And so I think that it's important to, to be aware of that. Uh, know where you're getting your information, know, know how you're getting your information. And so that goes back to why we do the show, why the show is so much fun. Um, you know, there are a million shows out there, but um, I'm proud of this one. I'm proud of what we're doing. I'm proud of the people who we bring on. We have, uh, to date, everybody has been an entrepreneur, mostly women not intentional at all. I love having uh, men on and men entrepreneurs on, um, but it is a fun thing. And you know, really, I'm surrounded by women entrepreneurs. It's just the way that it goes. Uh, I, I network with them, we work together to build each other up. It is, it's, a, it's a godsend to be surrounded by women who are not women who have the intention of, of cutting down, but of building up. And so, um, it's amazing how things lead to, to exactly where I wanted to go and didn't even mean to. But um, I always like to talk about situations um, that um, even if someone's not on the show, when I have kind of a fun, cool, interesting situation that I think is worth, worth sharing, which was supposed to be one of the slides, so maybe it's coming up. If uh, I know Henry's back there working on it for us. but. Uh, we'll get all of this stuff worked out, but um, the next one of the slides, um, it's a really nice bright pink slide, but I have um, a friend who I fairly recently met uh, in a work networking group. Um, I will call out the dames 
uh, created by the amazing Megan Contour. There it is. Thanks, Henry. Um, and and so this is where I've met a lot of amazing, amazing women. And it's all entrepreneurs, and they work together. And it's not about cards. It's about support and, and, and helping each other and building each other up and helping us all to build up our businesses so we are creating um, creating a, a better place, a better life. And again, just getting back and doing those big things, the big things that we're, we're put here to do. So I went to, um, I was invited to a fashion show. And so this little sweet lady, Patricia B., uh, she <laughs> she is a a big personality, um, and she wears these amazing big hats, and she dresses to the nines all the time. And I love, I just love um, being around her, and you know she's just excited about building women up, and that's a lot of what what her business is. She is a stylist, a fashion stylist, and she is literally, the, she, she wants to fashion women so they can put their best foot forward. And so I wanted to talk about this experience because it has to do with me as a person. I love fashion. I think it's super fun and super cool. I'm not always great at it, but I think I'm okay. But I always have questions. And so what I didn't expect when I went to go see Patricia was for her to sit down with me and say, what are your goals in your business? What do you want to do? Where do you where do you see yourself? And to have a conversation about what it would look like to um, have to have her dress me for where I want to go, and I, I find that to be just this amazing. I just find it to be amazing that somebody is interested and there to to help in in her way to guide you to where you want to be. And it's absolutely true that if you want to get somewhere, um, that you you got to dress for it. I think it's important to dress for it to to an extent. Once you get to a certain point, right, you probably don't have to worry about it as much anymore. I'm not there yet. Plus, <laughs> I like to dress. I like to dress well. Um, but anyway, so Patricia puts on these amazing fashion shows. Uh, she does a couple of them every year. I know that she's starting to. I think next year is going to be her last year. But um, I, I have been able to be a part of that, uh, to be a part of her, what she does when she, when she brings people into her home that is full of these amazing clothes and shoes and purses and hats and belts and accessories and all of these fun things. And she does it literally to build up women and to help. And so I, I really, I didn't, even, I didn't tell her I was doing this, but. I thought it was. I thought it would be really fun to to just show what she's about a little bit. You know her makeovers. She is famous for what she does, and she's been famous for a long time. She's been on TV for years and years and years. Um, but she and she has this amazing skin line, skin line. And then of course there's her her uh, information if you want to reach out to her. But. She truly is one of a kind. Um, and so what I have on today is something that I would not have chosen just off a rack, I don't think. Um, when she pulled it for me, I was like, that's cute. I'm not really a ruffle girl, so I'm gonna show you the little ruffles that I have going on here and how cute this is and the little belt, and you can't really see the skirt, but as soon as I put it on and the way that it fit, I just went, 
that's amazing. And I love it, and I need it in my closet. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, and I found way too many things uh, and could not uh, bring them all home. But uh, it, was, it was such a fun experience. And so if you ever get the opportunity to... Um, to do something like that, whether it's with Patricia or with someone else who is there to, you know, be your guide in, in the way to help you move forward wherever it is that you are. I mean, that's what all of this is. And I know that fashion isn't necessarily health. Well, it is. It's kind of wellness, you know. It's that wellness. It's that pick you up and make you feel good. I mean, literally, she showed me how to wear a bra. <laughs> I thought, how is it that hard? She gave me tips and tricks, and and it was a very supportive and uplifting and fun experience. And I think that when sometimes a lot of us, and I, I find this in my practice, I'm going back now to a little more of the, the disempowerment that a lot of us experience in, in our worlds when, when it comes to our health, or maybe the way that we look, or maybe... Um, our discomfort and maybe the things that we know and we have we have we you know we all are living and dealing with these fears and um, insecurities is really a big part of it the insecurities and 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 finding ways to combat the insecurity and whatever that looks like for you because what I know is it is disempowering and when we don't have answers it's disempowering when we're not feeling well and we don't have answers it's disempowering and my goal is to always do my best to empower people you know I work mostly with women but empower people to 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 understand what it is that they're dealing with what they're going through and move through it and find their team to allow them to move through it and, um, you know, I, I, empowerment, you know, I talk about gratitude can change the world because I absolutely believe it's true. Um, you know, that, that prayer and meditation and, 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 and that gratitude. One of the things I want to say before I forget, um, I recently uh, was watching some, you know, video, whatever it was. I think it might have been Abraham Hicks. But anyway, and she, she said that you know, you might wake up in the morning and be grateful, or you might be wake up in the morning and not be grateful, and you might be just as mad as when you went to bed, and it's because you went to bed mad, or you went to bed fearful, or you went to bed negative, um, instead of being in that place where, uh, you know, going through your list, whether you're writing it down, or whether it's during your prayer time, that tends to be when I do it, I'm saying my prayers, and I and I am going through the things that I'm grateful for, the big and the little and the everything, and I do that, you know, I don't write down things as much as I should maybe, but, you know, while I'm in bed and as I'm praying, you know, it's just my gratitude is part of my prayer time. And I find now, um, because this is another thing that stuck to me, or stuck with me, was that as soon as you wake up, there's 17 seconds where that, that, that thinking of what you're grateful for, as opposed to all of the things that you have to go through through the day, um, it, 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 it will change the trajectory of your day and it will bring the, 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 the goodness and the health. And, you know, when, again, when, we're, when we have that gratitude, there's just that much more that's going to come to us. Um, and I, I fully believe that to be the truth. And, you know, I, I, I believe that, you know, I believe that God is always guiding us and, and I'm grateful. I'm, I'm, well, I'm grateful for that, right? <laughs>
So anyway, um, back to uh, just being empowered and, and, and finding that time to, to, when you go to bed, what are you grateful for? As soon as you wake up, what are you grateful for? Because, you know, when we're dealing with frustrations in our health and frustrations with our insecurities, um, it's these, these, these times of gratitude that are going to help get us through. Because then we find our quiet time and our prayer time. And, you know, I, I had uh, one of the guys who, who used to have a show on the station told me one time, and I loved it so much, that prayer is talking to God and meditation is, is allowing God to talk to you. And I find that to be interestingly uh, truthful because when I'm quiet, there, that's you know those those are the times when I, um, when I have when I hear the little voice and it's this amazing cool thing. Um, so anyway, I'm a little bit all over the place. All of this to be said that when it comes back to something like soulful conception, right? And so, believe it or not, there is a link here. Uh, but you know, I one of the part you know I talk about soulful conception because it is become a part of who I am and part of of who I who I want to be and who I want to bring and how I want to empower women and their um, husbands to create their healthy family to build their healthy family. But this is also what builds our healthy future. And so when I say that, I'm, I'm, I'm being literal. Um, and so I'm going to give a little bit of basics um, for those who maybe haven't heard this before. But, you know, one of the things that changed my world when it came to understanding nutrition and functional nutrition and, and the way the body works and the way we work is, the, is epigenetics. And it is, it, you know, it's a, it's a new study. We're learning so much, so fast about epigenetics, and there's still so much that we don't know. But what it does, so what it is essentially is epigenetics are locations on, on genes that you have the ability to turn, uh, turn genes on and off. So it's essentially the expression, epi, the epigenome is the, ex, it, it allows for the expression of genes. So think of health, it allows for the expression of health or it allows for the expression of dishealth or dis-ease. So we can be, we can have the potential for an autoimmune condition, say celiac disease, which is something that we can see in the epigenome. We can have the potential for cardiovascular disease. We can have the potential for um, diabetes, but it doesn't mean it has to happen. Why? Because we have the control, and this is why I try to have this everywhere, and, and, and I really try to to um, say it a lot because we do have so much control over our genetic destiny. And so it, it's kind of a, it's, a, it's a big concept, but it's absolutely true because genes, um, the epigenome is turned on and off by our lifestyle, by food, by exercise, too much exercise, too little exercise, by sleep, by trauma, uh, by stress, all of these by toxicants in the air, toxicants on our skin, toxicants in our environment, uh, in our home. And we talked a little bit about this last week, but it's one of those things that I can't say enough, especially when it comes to, you know, so many of us think about the toxicants that are um, in our food. We eat organic, you know, it's very important. We don't want the pesticides and the herbicides. We don't want the preservatives and all the things because we are getting to a point to where we know and we understand that these are, um, 
these these are damaging and detrimental and we want to take care of ourselves and take care of our families but what a lot of us are not thinking about is the makeup that we use or the shampoo that we're using or the deodorant that we're using or um, uh, you know what we're washing our clothes with what we're washing our sheets with consider the fact that when you wash your sheets and you're smelling them all night long or you, you you have your clothes on and you smell the detergent all day long the it's an it's 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 amazingly amazingly toxic unless you're using like an essential oil or something um which doesn't usually last that long so if you're smelling it all day it's probably a problem um but all of that too is you know the other things that can be that can be toxic for us and that have the ability to to uh, turn on and off genes is stress and our emotional responses and our negative self-talk and the things that we we go through in life you know they have they have found and this is way outside of what I know but I know this to be true that they have found the trauma gene, I, mean, I would imagine there are multiple trauma genes, but we can see it um, as it has moved down from generation to generation, especially when it comes to, I think, the, the Jewish people and, and all of the, the terrible things that went on with the Jewish people. But that's what we're seeing now is, and when I say we have the ability to affect seven generations ahead, that's, that's one of the things that I'm exactly talking about. Those genes can be turned on and we can have, you know, my, who I am today is in part expressed by my great, 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 however many great seven, generation back, seven generations back is, uh, grandparents. <clears throat> and that's powerful stuff. I mean, what did they go through? Um, did they suffer from traumas? Is, is some of what they experienced some of what I experienced today? Um, and, and I also know I'm very keenly aware that I am uh, genetically predisposed to autoimmune conditions, to cardiovascular disease. It's all in my family. But what I know to be true which is the coolest thing. This is the coolest thing about, about nutrition and about the, uh, you know, having some sort of understanding of the body is that we do have this control. We have so much control over how our genes express later on and do we actually have uh, some form of cancer or do we not? You know, do, do, we, do, we come, do we express with an autoimmune condition or do we not? I know that I have potential for celiac disease. I know that I have potential probably for rheumatoid arthritis and things like that. It's all in my family. Um, I see the, the, the autoimmune and specifically I see the celiac. Um, but I, I know how to mitigate that. And there are things that are outside of my control, yes. Uh, what's outside of my control is when a traumatic experience happens to me, sure. That is outside of my control, but how I manage it, the help that I get for it, those are the things that I have control over. Uh, other things that are outside of my control are um, the the toxins that are in our air. It's such a shame, you know. I think of my husband who's from Kansas, and it's this beautiful open farmland, you know, wherever, you know, all just all over Kansas. I'm sure if you've been to Kansas, you know how flat it is. 
Um, but it is, you know, you've got the gold and wheat, you know, the wave, the wheat, and the whole thing, you know, he's a KU grad. But it is loaded with pesticides and herbicides. I just imagine how, how these farmers, how sick they are, as sick they can be, and imagine that being passed down from generation to generation, because that's what's happening. Imagine that what you're doing today, that your health today, whether you're dealing with an autoimmune condition, whether you're struggling with brain fog, whatever it is, something is in there that's creating a symptom. It's something is in there. Your body is talking to you. And that's what I like to tell people is you're, you have a symptom. It's, you know, it's that knock on the door. The body's like, okay, I can't do this anymore. I'm trying to give you a heads up that I now need you to take control. And so we got to figure out what that looks like to take control. Um, and so is it, um, you know, mitigating your stress response? Stress is good to a degree, but it's not good chronically. Um, and will create, uh, you know, stress, I've said this before, but stress literally shrinks the brain. And, you know, it, it, it creates, you know, all kinds of biochemical imbalances. And it is, you know, it's gonna, it, at the very least, it's probably gonna make skin weight. Um, and it's a huge, it's a huge problem. And so mitigating stress, um, and stress on the body can come in so many different forms. If it's, I mean, and so think about this because it's really stress is like, I think those, you, I'm told, you know, when I do my seminars and conferences and that kind of thing, you know, stress is like the number one most damaging issue that we deal with. But what does that really mean? Stress comes from the toxicity in our environment, the toxicity in our body. Stress comes from trauma. Stress comes from um, an argument with our spouse. Stress comes from um, eating the wrong food, the preservatives, the chemicals, the, all of the things. That all is a stress. And imagine our consistent inundation of stressors every single day from the blue lights on our TV, from the blue lights on our computers and on our phones that we're on all the time. I have a total side note, but was talking to a client and he said he's not able to sleep very well and you know he's got some stuff going on there's some things that that we certainly need to deal with but I said okay so are you watching TV at night I said yeah so he's not going to sleep till like four o'clock in the morning and he's young you know it's what, it's what you do but anyway points all of that is um, I said are you on your phone yes okay so let's talk about getting away from the blue, blue light <laughs> and maybe creating some good healthy habits around uh, sleep hygiene because it's incredibly important. And we don't, we don't always take a step back and look at these small things that can be a problem. Um, you can, and I have this on my phone and um, I have it on my computer, but you can put like blue light blockers uh, on your computer and on your phone and you can change the the shade of the coloring of your phone in order. I'm looking up like at my, my iPad and my phone and I can see the difference in my iPad that's got all of the blue light and my phone that has more of a reddish hue to it. Uh, so it's not as hard on the body as the blue light is. And it's really, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a real problem and can interfere with, um, you know, it can interfere with fertility. It can interfere with um, just sleep and all kinds of stuff. So. Um, taking that to heart and, and going back to the ability that we have to, to control so much of what's in our environment and to control our health, which means that we have control over our future in many, many ways, 
and we have control over the, the health and the future of our children and children and great, 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 great grandchildren. Um, and so you take that and you, you look at it and it's really a lot of responsibility, which is good. It's also really freaking scary, right? It's all on me. That's a lot. Um, but you taking those, those little daily, making those little daily changes, little daily habits, not doing everything all at one time, you know, that's something that I have to work with my clients because sometimes there's a lot that needs to be changed. There's a lot that we need to do and a lot that we need to work on, but what can we do to make it manageable, to, to, to keep stress levels fairly low, to allow for the body to make the changes, to, and at the same time though, to do enough where we're making big enough changes that are motivating, right? So somebody comes to me and they're dealing with, um, you know, some kind of autoimmune condition that's creating, you know, pain. So think of rheumatoid arthritis, think of ulcerative colitis, things like that, that can be really debilitating and really frustrating, really, really difficult to deal with. We have to, we have, to have an understanding of, of what we're looking at. Of course, this is why I run labs, to really have a deep understanding of, of the body and the, why the body's functioning and, and dysfunctioning. But then, what is it that we need to do to, to mitigate the inflammatory response uh, and to allow the body to begin to repair? And then some of these people are dealing with things like infusions. So what do we need to do to if we have to do the infusion to allow everything to work together and hopefully then begin spreading those infusions out and out and out because drugs are also going to impact our epigenome. So the best thing that we can do is to, to eat food that is, you know, at, you know, at best, you know, just single ingredients, meat, fat, uh, uh, you know, fruit, vegetables, you know, and, and, and it's pretty basic, but then doing these things and, and, and keeping the amount of drugs that we take under control, even if it's Advil, all of these things have an effect on our epigenome. All of these things have an effect on our future health. All of these things have an effect on our, our future generation's health. Um, and so we have these, these, these drugs, uh, oh, here's one, I mean, I, again, totally, it's not off topic, but I think it's an important one to understand and know because PPIs and acid blockers are ubiquitous, it seems, um, and they're one of the most damaging drugs out there with, you know, with, with easy access and, um, and, and it's just amazingly damaging what it what what they do to the body. And the problem too is, you know, early on there were big warnings about these drugs. Um, you know, a lot of them, you know, prior to the point to where they were over the counter. But there were warning labels. Um, these are dangerous. They're indicated for two weeks. I think maybe that indication's been you know pushed out a little bit. But what we're seeing though are these prescriptions being filled over and over and over and over again for years and years and years and years and years without a true understanding of how this is affecting the biochemistry how it's affecting your nutrient absorption how it's affecting your micronutrient metabolism how it's affecting your microbiome how it's affecting every part of your body 
because if you are taking acid blockers, even if it's Tums, um, if it's if it's you know you you name it right. If you're taking it, you know it. But if you're if if we, you take this for any extended period of time, you are totally damaging your microbiome. So you're what you're doing, you're blocking acid. Blo acid is intended to to um, mitigate microbes, parasites, worms. If you don't have enough acid, then what's going to happen? You're going to have the, the likelihood of, of getting an infection from a parasite or a worm or, or you know, H. pylori or whatever the case may be is going to be much greater because you don't have that safety net. You don't have that hydrochloric acid that is there to help to keep you safe. On top of that, it's intended to, to to uh, break down protein, break down nutrients, break up those amino acid chains. If you're not breaking up those amino acid chains, you're not able to take them and break them down small enough to where they're actually getting in the, you know, your bloodstream and going to the organs to do all the things that they're supposed to do. So you, know, you have amino acids that, that create proteins, right? They're protein blocks. And so um, if they're too big, you're not making neurotransmitters. You're not making uh, muscle tissue. You know, we have this, we have this epidemic, especially with COVID. But we have this epidemic of anxiety and depression, and um, and and so much of it, I believe, is due to things like these acid blockers. We're not getting the proteins that we need, or the amino acids that we need to 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 produce and, and to create our neurotransmitters. Um, and then at the same time, these acid blockers, they affect the microbiome. So you're going to have potentially the bad bugs outweigh the good bugs. And so then you're going to have more infection. Um, and then your immune system is going to be depleted. And then your, your gut is what cr produces 90% of your serotonin, which is your happy neurotransmitter. So a lot of the times we think of our neurotransmitters being produced in the, in the brain, serotonin is produced mostly in the gut. And if we, our gut's out of balance, what's gonna happen? Our serotonin's gonna get out, be out of whack. And so, so much of our mental and emotional stuff, you know, going back to, um, you know, uh, the mindset and mitigating stress and understanding where um, anxiety and depression comes from for you as the individual, is key to, uh, you know, whether it's creating a healthy, healthy you, a healthy baby, a healthy pregnancy, and knowing that the the stress that you're dealing with, the micronutrient deficiencies that you're dealing with, the the, the stress of of not being able to absorb your micronutrients, all of these things are passed on to that child. If you're dealing with with anxiety and depression because your microbiome's a mess. You know, that anxiety and that depression, those hormones are going to go to that baby. What happens, you likely will have a baby who's crying more, who has a lot of stuff going on. It, it happens. It's documented. And if we can take a step back and, uh, you know, going back to that um, understanding what's going on with your body and then taking your time, the time to meditate and to pray um, and to be grateful, all of those things, bring the biochemistry, bring your, your, your body down into that parasympathetic where it's that rest and digest and everything's calm and your cortisol lowers and, and you know, there's, there's this balance, this homeostasis. Um, even if there's stressful stuff going on, we have the ability to mitigate that and it's so important to, to work really hard 
I don't mean to say that to make it more stressful. That's not my point at all. But, but to, to, to know and understand that mitigating the stress response is really, really important. And getting back to uh, you know, things like these PPIs, they're causing stress. They're causing uh, you know, an imbalance in all of these things that I'm talking about. So then I want to get to the micronutrient deficiencies that are created by these PPIs and these acid blockers. So if you're not breaking down your food, you're not breaking down, you're not absorbing and utilizing your nutrients. So we have this epidemic. We have a lot of epidemics right now, I think, I know. But we have so many people who are diagnosed with osteopenia and osteoporosis. Why? Potentially years and years and years of being on acid blockers and PPIs and not understanding that it's a big, big problem. And so, you know, our bones aren't just made of calcium, you know, which is a problem in and of itself when we have osteopenia or osteoporosis and we're told, just go get some calcium. Please don't just go get some calcium. <laughs> Tell you right now, if you're taking calcium by, by itself, it's probably creating a lot bigger problem than you know it is. Calcium by itself doesn't know what to do. Calcium needs cofactors. All of the nutrients that, are, that we utilize in our body, they're all in little packages together for a reason. We have to have their, their, their buddies, their, um, their cofactors, their, their friends who go and tell them what to do and where to go. And so with something like calcium, it needs uh, all these other minerals and trace minerals and vitamin D and boron and all these other nutrients that allow, that, that tell it where to go. And so if you're taking PPIs and acid blockers, it's probably not going anywhere. But then if you start taking calcium by itself, then what does it do? It doesn't know where to go. So it sits in breast tissue, it sits in brain tissue, it sits in cardiovascular tissue, it sits in kidney tissue. And so this, this is where we can, we can find that calcium alone, calcium supplementation by itself is a big problem. And we go back, you know, we often are taking, I have so many things that I could say. <laughs> um, vitamin D is another one that we, you know, if we're not absorbing our nutrients, we're not getting enough D, but then we go and we supplement vitamin D because we have an epidemic of vitamin D deficiency, even though we're spending a lot of time in the sun. So then we take this long-term vitamin D and we shouldn't be taking vitamin D by itself. That vitamin D at minimum needs to be with vitamin K. I'll do vitamin D by itself for a period of time therapeutically at high dose, depending on what labs tell me only. But then we'll add on vitamin D with vitamin K or maybe D with um, ADEK. So all of them together because they're all fat soluble, they all work together synergistically and they, they, they just work well together. You know, that's kind of the intent, right? They're, they are meant to work together. And so um, I don't want this to come off like that I don't like supplements because I love supplements. They are amazing when you use them the right way, but they also can be a huge waste of money and they can create a lot of, uh, of, of dysfunction if we're not using them properly. Even, you know, I was talking a little while ago about the, um, you know, I have, I have clients who are dealing with autoimmune conditions and sometimes they're in these really big flares 
which is which is an immune response, right? It's an inflammatory response. We're trying to get this stuff under control. And so we might put them on high-dose anti-inflammatories. They're supplements, and they work really, really well. But the goal is not to do forever high-dose anti-inflammatories. The goal is to understand the underlying cause of what's going on um, that has created this immune system dysfunction in the first place and, 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 and address that so the body then has the ability to do the rest on its own. So it has its ability to, to create its own anti-inflammatory response. You know, so much of what we deal with in our world is this pro-inflammatory response because we're eating all these pro-inflammatory foods, even if we don't know it. This is why I talk about meat. You know, conventional animals, conventionally raised cows, chickens that, you know, are not treated properly, and I say that when it comes to food, to sun, to, you know, let's take out, you know, the, the vaccinations and those things and uh, places we could go really deep with this stuff, but just the food itself, they're eating foods that they're not supposed to have or they're not getting what they're supposed to have. And so we are eating, you know, we look at marbling on meat and that, oh, this beautiful marbling. Well, if it's a conventional animal, it's inflammatory. What does that do? If we're eating it, it's high in omega-6, it's low in omega-3. Omega-6 is inflammatory, omega-3 is anti-inflammatory. We become inflamed. Um, same with all animals. So eating good, well-raised, healthy animals, not just about you know being humane. It's a huge part of it, but it's about giving our you know feeding ourselves food that actually feeds us and doesn't is isn't detrimental. Um, you know we're told and this this grates on me. Oh man, it grates on me. But there is this uh, terrible push and has been for years. Uh, for canola oil, because there is the thought, the, 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 the push to say that canola oil is heart healthy. Um, and so there are lots of conventional practitioners out there who, who, who listen to this because they don't know any differently, and, and that's understandable, except that's why we dig and we you know, study the data. But canola oil is as far from heart healthy as anything that we can put in our bodies. Uh, canola oil is highly inflammatory, highly inflammatory, it's highly processed. It's such a huge problem and what we're seeing is, you know, these, these you know, men and women are going home who've had a stroke, who have had, uh, you know, a, a cardiovascular event, you know, heart attack, and they're saying, okay, you got to change your diet and you've got to stop eating so much fat and, you, and if you do eat fat, you got to eat canola oil. They're not told about sugar. They're not told about anything else. It's you got to eat canola oil and eat low fat. And this is a massive problem. So if we're looking at good healthy fat, canola oil is not it. Corn oil, vegetable oil, all of these things are highly, highly inflammatory. So look at your olive oil, look at your avocado oil, look at your coconut oil. Um, you know, and there are some other ones in there. Uh, don't cook with olive oil, please cook with avoca avocado oil. But these are the things that, you know, we get back to basics to, to, to help to bring our body to a place of health. And all of these things lead to, it all works together. It's this really beautiful symphony of how the body works together. And I'm talking the mental, the emotional, and the physical. You know, my goal with this show was to really talk about um, 
sort of the emotional health and the negative self-talk and you know what we do that puts so much stress and pressure on us and although I am it all goes together so beautifully and when there's dysfunction it's not just dysfunction um, inside of the arteries right it's dysfunction all over the place you know when when so getting back to the PPIs that can create mental and emotional issues um, you know gluten gluten can, can 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 create mental and emotional issues gluten bypasses has the ability to bypass the blood-brain barrier um, it's full of pesticides and herbicides it's been um, hybridized to increase the gluten content so much that celiacs I think it's 40% of them don't express with GI issues they express with mental and emotional issues um, and so you know going back to looking at as, as best you can all pieces of the puzzle no matter what your symptoms are all pieces that that can come together because it can work beautifully together or once there's the dysfunction in one place there's there's certainly dysfunction in other places and where I meant to go <laughs> I'm all over the place sometimes but where I meant to go was when you know I was talking about gut health when I got off on the on the the, the wheat thing um, but gut health we're, we we know that there's leaky gut or it's intestinal permeability or um, gut permeability it's got all these different names now the data is out there it's there people some people still don't believe it but it is a true thing what happens just really quick as you have these cells that are that, that are that go through the gut lining that are super tight together but the, and they, they're supposed to be because nothing's supposed to get through and so the point, one of the points I want to make here is you have this lining all throughout the body, inside and outside, the epithelium, the endothelium, you have this lining all throughout. And so what happens is um, these, these cells, due to a chemical called zonulin, they come apart. So they can come apart, either the cells come apart from each other or a cell can be torn apart in and of itself. And when that happens, things from the gut get into the bloodstream that are not supposed to get into the bloodstream. So think yeast, bacteria, um, larger pieces of food and, and, and things that aren't supposed to be there. And you can think about that with the, with the cardiovascular system, with the, the, the endothelial lining of your arteries and your veins. You can think about that with your blood-brain barrier. Um, if you had, you know, they say gut on fire, brain on fire, right? We could also say gut on fire, brain on fire, cardiovascular system on fire, right? It's all, it's all connected. And so, you know, we want to, to look as deep as we possibly can at all of these things to have a good understanding, at least as best as possible, so we understand, you know, what is creating the, the anxiety, what's creating the depression. Remember, Please remember that anxiety and depression aren't a lack of Prozac or whatever, you know, Wellbutrin, whatever it is you want to, to bring to the table. It's a symptom. All disease is a symptom. Disease is a cluster of symptoms. And so, yes, they can be called a disease. But what if, what if this cluster of symptoms, and I'm going to say, you know, uh, this, I'm going to get specific about it, but what if this cluster of symptoms that we call the disease was actually something else. But we call it this disease and we treat this disease and we don't get better. And so I say this very specifically to give an example of this. Um, 
is someone who maybe has been diagnosed with ALS or Parkinson's or something like that. Um, and so that's how they're treated. But if you, if, you, if you go back to the functional approach, and anybody can take this, is always asking why. Dig, don't, don't stop with, okay, I have this disease, that's all I can do about it. There's a reason, it's a symptom, it's your body trying to talk to you, there's a reason for it. So what if you start asking those questions and you continue to dig and you don't settle for this is what it is and these are the drugs that I have to take, you keep looking, you keep searching, you keep finding your team, you keep building, what if then they find that it is actually Lyme disease? This is a true story. Um, and, and, and this can happen and it happens a lot. And so Lyme disease can affect, can, can mimic all kinds of different things. So whatever it is that you're, you're dealing with, um, and including struggling, you know, I keep going back to the fertility thing um, and, you know, the, the preconception care and planning because, you know, this is, this is soulful conception. This is, you know, all of the things that, that I do and want to do with soulful conception. But all of these things are included. You know, so many of my, my, my clients who come to me, they're struggling not only with getting pregnant, but with the autoimmune condition, or maybe it's an undiagnosed autoimmune condition, we happen to find it. Um, or there are these symptoms that, that the body is like, I'm not ready to get pregnant because I'm trying to figure all this other stuff out over here. So, you know, what if we can, we can take a, that step back and look at all of these things, and again, I'm gonna say build a team to, to give guidance, people who you know and trust, who will continue to ask why with, with you and for you, right? That's really is key. Um, but, but taking that step back, so whatever the, the, the struggle or the symptom might be, um, and knowing that there is an answer. And something that I'll say is kind of a little bit of a caveat is, you know, with me, you know, I'm not a doctor. Um, I, I have a lot of good knowledge, but I don't have a medical background. I've not been trained in medicine, um, but I do train through the Institute for Functional Medicine. So th there's training there, but it's just not that, you know, that amazing amount of training that, that these doctors have to go through and the, amount, the, the amazing amount of understanding that they have. But, it, now I forgot my point, except for, um, it's, 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 Again, it's that digging for, digging as deep as you can for the answers. Totally lost my train of thought. I hate it when I do that. But that's okay, because um, we're sort of coming to the end of our time together anyway. Um, but I think really, it, it, the, the goal is if you're struggle, struggling with a symptom, if you're struggling with getting pregnant, if, if, it's, if it's you or your husband or your wife, right? I know, I'm going to repeat this, that I talk to women a lot. And when I talk about soulful conception, I know that I'm mostly talking with women. But with my program, Soulful Conception, this is for women and their husbands. This is for, for both of them. We need healthy men. We need healthy, strong men with good, solid testosterone. We're seeing testosterone levels drop. What's that creating? It's creating depression in men. It's creating 
unhealthy men. It's creating um, mentally and emotionally unstable men. It's creating weak men. And this is not the way that it's supposed to be. And so we talked a little, I can't get too deep into this right now, but we talked about last week the endocrine disruptors um, in our environment that are that are creating these estrogen, crazy estrogens in men and in women. Um, we need we need men to be men. We need men to be, uh, you know, to have, you know, a strong body, a strong mind, which is going to mean strong sperm, right? And that's what we have to have. And this is the way that 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 we're created. Um, and so, you know, there also are, you know, you know, kind of gets back to the mental and emotional piece of it is is making sure that. For men also that all of these things are in balance as best as possible as you're trying to to create a family or just just get yourself healthy whatever the case may be because you know if it's the testosterone if it's too much est too much estrogen or if it's just the unhealthy foods uh, which is going to create all of this as well um, getting yourself into a place where you feel good because then you feel strong and you feel motivated and you feel like you can go and you can do and you can create and all the again goes back to all these things that we're put here to do so um, this certainly is not a program uh, discounting the importance of men I want men to be involved I will tell you that when I, I'm working with, with people who are dealing with fertility struggles, it's almost always the woman. And I think it's a shame. Um, I think that uh, it's important for the man to be, to be involved um, as much as he can. You know, I know a lot of it does lay on, on the women, but um, there is, there's the support system, but there's also uh, the healthy genetics that we, that we need and we want to be passed down. And the fact, I think that the stat is that um, testosterone, is it testosterone levels or maybe it's just sperm count. I'm not sure what it is, but it's like decreased by half over the last 30 years. I should have this stat closer to me. Um, but it's an amazing decrease in, in what, what in, in, in male fertility an amazing decrease in male fertility. Um, and it's a shame. Uh, and, and I think there, there are a lot of factors that, that are you know, going on today that are creating big problems for, for, for men and for male fertility. So again, not that we have time to get into all that stuff right now, because now we're running over. But um, I hope that you will, um, if you have questions uh, about anything, whatever it is health-related, I truly am here to be a resource to serve, to, to give guidance the best that I can. Um, you can ask questions through you know, any of the Facebook pages. You can reach out to me. You go to my website, tastelifenutrition.com. I have there a, uh, a form or an, an assessment that can be filled out for anyone, no matter what your situation is. And um, it comes straight to me and I reach out to you personally and we can chat about what you might be struggling with, you know, whether it's whatever the case may be, as simple or as complicated as it might be, right? And if I'm your person who might be able to help, then we'll talk about it. And if I'm not, then I'm gonna do my best to, to help you find someone who can, um, who can be of service to you, a better service. Or maybe it's about building your team. Um, I think we all, as, as healthy or as unhealthy as we might be, 
building a team of people who are around you to support you mentally, emotionally, physically, I think is, is just really, really important. Um, one of the most important things that we can do. So you can find me, um, all the social media is tastelifenutrition.com. Uh, of course, I, you know, I have some of this on my personal Facebook page as well. You know, the Instagrams, the, all, the, all the places. So reach out, I'm here. Um, I'm here to answer questions. I'm here to give as much as I can give and support and just have as much fun as I can possibly have with this show. Um, so if you do have questions also about soulful conception, you're going to hear a lot more about this. This is what I have discovered. I, I, I am, you know, it's what I've discovered to be um, my calling is, is the empowering of couples to create healthy kiddos and a healthy future. Um, I am in awe of the lack of health that we're in today. As much information as we have and as much um, knowledge and connection and, and guidance as we have, the amount of, of mental and emotional disorders that we're dealing with, the amount of immune insufficiencies that we're dealing with, the amount of ill, and I say that because it's all encompassing. It's, cancer, it's cardiovascular, it's, it's all of the things, right? It's an immune deficiency, insufficiency, and the inability to deal with um, this, the, the, the inundation of things that are in our environment. And so, uh, you know, again, it goes back to the goal is, is, is understanding how it is that we can work with our bodies, work with what we've been given, work with the nutrients that, that God has given us. Um, and, and all of these things to live a big life. It's not about living longer. We don't know how long we're gonna live, um, but, but I'll be damned if I'm not gonna do my best to live big for as long as I have here, um, walking up straight and tall, not with a walker, <laughs> at least unless you know some crazy accident happens, which of course can happen, but you know, do everything that's in my power to do the best that I can uh, with what God gave me while I'm here, and uh, I hope to do the same. Um, and you know, for anybody who comes in contact with me, so I'm gonna stop there. Thank you, appreciate you. Uh, let me know if you have questions. I hope that you'll reach out, and I hope you all have a wonderful Thursday and a wonderful weekend. And we'll see you same time here, streaming live as always on KUHSDenver.com, um, 10 a.m. Mountain Time. See ya later. Bye. Hi, Jake.